Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey folks, before we talk to Jody Hamilton, let's talk about our Patreon page. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the show, I have a solution for you. Get ready for it. Here we go. For just $15 per month, you can get the ultimate edition of this podcast. Here's what that means. The ultimate edition combines the free version of the show with the post-mortem show that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute post-mortem show where all the fun happens, and you get all of that without commercials commercials for just $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show presented by bubblegenius.com. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. Bob Seska! Eat shit, Bob! Hey. Bob Seska Show! Lauren Boebert's come a long way since uh, participating in the Miss South Carolina competition. From nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 4, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 44 of the Biden-Harris administration, 614 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska, on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. Oh my God, look who's here. Yeah. <laughs> Jody on the show. That's what we're waiting for. I'm gonna talk with Seska. Seska. There you and go. T-Rex some more. Not today. Nothing really grows with Jody on the show. With Seska. Seska. Jody Hamilton's here. 
from Hello. the uh, from the bunker podcast from dash the dash bunker.com also sexyliberal.com and all of your favorite sexy liberal podcast network programs it is your podcasting superstation etc 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 also from the <laughs> stephanie miller show every tuesday uh great it's great to have you here jody uh, we're missing uh, a dinosaur there's a uh, we are there's a uh, a t-rex who is not here today for <laughs> More sad reasons. We, we it's have- because I like to bring this happiness back, and you know, because you know, we might as well just have the worst shows ever and make people cry every week. It's I like this know. is us. We're the this is us of the sexy liberal podcast. There Network. you go. That's exactly right. The this is us. We make everyone <laughs> sob. The melodrama. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. If last week wasn't enough drama for you, wasn't enough existential angst and sadness, T-Rex is out today because he's finally saying goodbye to his cat, yeah. Travis, who's yeah. been uh, ill for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. I think something like yeah. five, six months they've been dealing At with least, yeah. this tumor on his back. And so I guess it's gotten to the point where it's just time to go. You just know it's time yeah, to go. Yeah, it's, it's more painful for him to be here than for him not to. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, they're doing the right thing. I just feel terrible for them. And nothing's worse, yeah. is it, than having to do that? Especially for those of us who don't have children. These are like mm-hmm. our children, and so exactly. when we have to say goodbye to them after just a very short period, or what seems like a very short period of time. I mean, you have kids, right. more or less. If you have kids, you're talking about decades and decades and decades that you have. With well, them, and with usually our... you don't outlive your children. That's right. That's right. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, it not in my family. And, and not in my cousin's family, but um, yeah, you know, most people don't outlive their children. So, you know, I'm always that. blown away, Jody, by how much loss that you've had to endure. And I don't want to get too soupy here at the top of the show, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's remarkable. I mean, two brothers, two sisters, your dad. Uh, you must have like Herculean levels of coping mechanisms to be able to deal with that kind of uh, loss. It's you know, one thing I know that when somebody's lost a family member in general, mm-hmm. like with friends, it's one thing, but when you lose a family member, people come to you all the time for about two weeks. Yeah. And then they don't because they have their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's completely and utterly understandable. What I have done with friends of mine, like my friend Rachel, both of her parents are gone. And when her dad passed away, I got in touch with her, of course. And then, yeah. Uh, what I do now is with like with my cousins, I'll be doing this and 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 uh, I check in every four or five months mm-hmm. for a good couple of years. Yeah, because people do have their lives to get on with, and yes, I I will be happy to come and do laundry, you know, and and the things that you need done depending on the grief that how you handle the grief. Mm-hmm. Like people bring you food, I don't get it. Um, so much food is brought. <laughs> Yeah, that's a common thing, isn't it? People people want to help. People want to Is there a factor in in loss um where you feel like you're consoling them almost as much as they're consoling you? Is that the dynamic you've noticed? Sometimes it's like when Carrie passed away because we were uh, to quote Forrest Gump two peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. Um everybody came here. Yeah. Like it was the phones rang and phone calls were made and just the entire city of Los Angeles practically 
ascended my home, which included people like Florence Henderson and Tammy Down from Faster oh, Pussycat. Wow. Um, and and Miguel Ferrer, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. and and Johnny and Carrie Grise, and and you know it's like all these. It was and there were 150 people in my house within a couple of hours. Yeah, incredible. And Sharky Conway, Tim Conway's widow. <laughs> she was so cute. She calls me up and she goes, "Turn the oven on to 450. I'm bringing a ziti." <laughs> ziti is like the official food of losing a loved one, isn't it? <laughs> it seems to be. And so, I mean, it was just and people were here for god, 10, 12 hours that day. I mean, my yeah. sister Nancy, we came she was down here anyway and it was just it was very and then it's like, okay, now we have to plan a memorial service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my mom and I are talking to each other and, and Carrie's friend, Sean, who was in rent with her, he officiated the ceremony. And yeah. John Karabi sang, uh, actually played guitar and my little sister sang Here Comes the Sun, which was my sister's favorite song. Wow. And, you know, planning all of that stuff. And it's like, eventually people just stop coming over, yeah. which actually for me is fine. Um, uh, thank God Lonnie goes, I'm just going to leave her alone. Good boy. Um, I mean, he literally moved in two weeks before Carrie died. And so it was just like, and I even said I had quit smoking, uh, the previous September. Oh my God. And so (laughs) I'm in this. That's extra tough. Yeah. Right. So I'm in the house with my niece who was still smoking at the time and various other people that still smoked. And I looked at them and I said, if I ask for a fucking cigarette today, you're giving me a fucking cigarette today. <laughs> bad, and they all bad. went, of, yeah, and they all went, of course. I'm like, yes, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I literally actually got physically ill from stress, which had never happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yes, I mean, prior to that, I'd already lost my dad and two of my brothers, so I'd been through it before. Yeah, yeah. So I know how I react to things. Um, and all I can say to anybody that's lost anybody is let them tell you what they need. It'd be interesting to know um, whether or not having a sense of humor has helped you through it, because you have oh, a sense yeah. of humor. Obviously, your mom has one of the world's greatest sense of humors of all time. Does that actually help to have that point of view on the world or is it kind of a burden sometimes? Um, no, I mean, it helps. I mean, cause Stephanie and I keep joking, how dare Carrie die before she met me? Right. Cause <laughs> you know, they would have dated, they would have had a wonderful relationship. Um, how dare she? Oh, really? Um, Stephanie and Carrie? Are you serious? Oh yeah. Carrie, Carrie oh, had a couple God. of girlfriends. They would have had a great relationship. Those two. Stephanie Miller. Um, You're talking about Stephanie Miller. Yeah. Stephanie and I joke all the time. How dare Carrie die before I met Stephanie? <laughs> That's so great. What the fuck okay. was she thinking? How dare she? Which is fine. You know, mm. Carrie would laugh at that. Carrie had a very dark sense of humor. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it does help because, you know, I mean, Carrie's funeral was somewhat funny. Mm-hmm. Um, not as funny as Ernie Anderson's, which was the funniest funeral I can't funeral even I've imagine. Two in my life. Um, really, that was just brilliant. It was a comedy routine. It was really, really funny. Yeah. And Ernie Anderson, of course, tonight on the love boat. And Paul Anderson is his son. So, Mm. um, uh, it's, it's, yes, having a sense of humor helps because when my dad died, I was still smoking and we were at the, cause we're Irish Catholic. So we had a, a memorial and then we had a separate funeral days apart. Yeah. And (laughs) we're at where we're going to have the memorial where my dad was actually, he was, it was an open casket and I wasn't going in there. Mm-hmm. That's not my thing. Um, so I'm standing outside the church and my mom is arrives and I'm smoking a cigarette and I never smoked in front of my parents. I just never did. Oh yeah. Me neither. 
And so I'm smoking a cigarette and I look up at her and she has this look on her face because dad died of cancer, right? Yeah. So she she has this look on her face like she's going to tell me to put out my cigarette, which I knew that that was her, I could tell that was in her brain. <laughs> but the look on my face was, don't go at me, old lady. <laughs> don't give me any shit about this. Not today, old lady, not today, you know. And she didn't. She just kind of walked away. I put my cigarette out and then I gave her a hug. But it was, it was the look on my face that was just like, not today. If you had said that out loud. Would she have understood that you were? Yes, you know, okay. she would have understood. Yeah, of course, <laughs> she would have totally understood. But it was that was the look on my face. It was like, no, not today. I can't. No, it's such a strange superpower to have. You and and your mom and Joe Biden all have this superpower <laughs> yeah. where you've dealt with horrendous loss in your lives, and there's a perspective that you have that many many people do not have. Many people who are dealing with loss right now don't have that perspective. So it's invaluable to uh, to hear from people like you, people like the president of the United States. Also, uh, well, you you know, mom, it, it's funny because when Carrie died you mm. know she's never lost a sibling yeah and that's a different loss mm-hmm. um what's different it's about not it? it's well i've lost a parent and my mom's lost children a child yeah um but she her sister is still alive and well mm-hmm. um i've lost four siblings now i was closer to three than than one of my than my sister dana i was not yeah. not close to her but i was very close to my two brothers that passed away and carrie yeah and it's. I remember saying to somebody, I said, yes, losing a child must be terrible. Yeah. It's no worse. It's just different mm-hmm. than losing a sibling. It's Their grief is different grief. Mm-hmm. It's just as traumatic. It's just a different kind of trauma. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to Roger Daltrey about that because he lost one of his, I think it was his brother. And because he got in touch with me when he found out about Carrie mm-hmm. and got then got in touch with my mother. He goes, I can't even fathom losing because he's got five children and 17 grandchildren or something like that. Oh, or 14 grandchildren, something like that. Um, and uh, he said, I can't imagine how your mother feels. And I said, yeah. And I, he goes, and I know exactly how you feel. And I'm so sorry. Wow. That's so sweet of him. That's great. You know, because it's like he knew how I felt. And Lonnie's grandmother, Jerry, we sat down at, at one of his at his brother's wedding and because she lost a sibling. And she said, I'm so sorry about your sister. And just we had this lovely because it's different. It's not. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like Carrie was or Joe or Jeff. They were all young. And in, in fact, Dana was the oldest and she was only 63. Wow. Everybody at Joe and Jeff were 41 and 43 and Carrie was 38. So these are young people. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, 38. That's 38. That's she just turned 38. She had just turned 38. She turned 38 in December and she died in January. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just a kid, basically. I mean, yeah. For all intents and purposes. Yeah. Well, just in the, so in on that happy note, kids, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, just about time now to play For the yuck yuck <laughs> to play the tapes of Kimberly saying shit on the Stephanie Miller yes, show this please. morning. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the big announcement this morning uh, on the Stephanie Miller show was that Kimberly Johnson, uh, her podcast "Start Me Up," is now part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. So this is uh, big news for the 
SLPN. Yes, our brand new fledgling podcast joining the show. Of course, Kimberly's, I think, been doing the show since 2017 or so, but this is a big step up, I think, for her. She's really nervous and excited and, and really ready to, to dig in. I want to be abundantly clear about something right here at the start. I had nothing to do with this. I want to be entirely clear that I did not <laughs> lobby Stephanie Miller or Chris Lavoie or Travis or the guy who's trying to kill Stephanie for the insurance money. I didn't talk to any of them about adding Kimberly's show to the network. This was something that was entirely Stephanie's idea. And she described that on the show yes, today, in fact, where she was talking about how she was just listening to Kimberly's show and she got down on her hands and knees and begged uh, Kimberly to join the network. And of course, Kimberly's a right away. Yes, of course. Whatever you need, whatever you want, because she's learning from me. When Stephanie Miller asks you to do something, no matter how embarrassing it might seemingly be, you do that thing. <laughs> That's what you do. If Stephanie Miller says, Bob, take off all your clothes and pretend like you're emerging from the refrigerator after having sex in there with Kimberly, <laughs> I go, well, yes. Is there anything else I can do for you? Of course. <laughs> And so that's what I do. And then I make things worse by posting the image on Instagram. Thank you very much. But right. uh, mm -hmm. um, so so Kimberly's part of the network now. And uh, if you want to follow her show, patreon.com slash start me up. Also, everywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, on the uh, sexyliberal.com website, which is your, as I always say, every, uh, every show, your podcasting superstation. So uh, go there, sign up for all the shows, five-star rating and reviews for all of the Sexy Liberal podcasts, including the From the Bunker podcast, of course. And... Uh, uh, this year's show. So uh, as part of Kimberly's initiation into the Stephanie Miller extended cinematic universe, she was on the show this morning, appeared on the show, <laughs> and proceeded to say shit twice. They had to use the dump button on Kimberly twice. God damn it! Well, you know, there's a whole generation of communicators uh, Jody, who don't know what it's like to have to self-censor on the radio. I mean, mm -hmm. that's something I've been like practicing since I was 20 years old, since I first started right. doing college radio, where the fear of God was put into you. Don't, don't fucking say the seven deadly words because the FCC is going to come after you. And that was during the time when the FCC was literally going after broadcasters right. like Howard Stern for saying terrible things on the radio. And so the, that whole wrath of God thing was drilled into my skull. See, I have yet to be dumped on Stephanie's show. <clears throat> oh, really? I've been dumped once. I said, uh, I think I said bullshit. Uh, mm -hmm. and got dumped. Of course, it was complete accident. At the time, I was calling into the show from Hawaii, so when right. I would have to do my slot on... Uh, I think was at it the, stupid? Was it insane o'clock when you had to get It up? was ridiculous because yeah. Hawaii was then three hours behind Los mm -hmm. Angeles, so I'd have to get up. I was explaining to Kimberly this morning, I'd have to get up at 3.30 in the morning. That's yep. when my alarm would go off to be on the show at 4.30 Hawaii time, which was, I think, mm -hmm. 7.30 LA time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By the time time I would go on the air, I was so wired and all at the same time exhausted mm -hmm. that I don't even know what the fuck I said for like the first two years on the Stephanie Miller <laughs> show. That, that was, I think I went on for the first time in 2013. I have no idea what my appearances were like until I started <laughs> appearing in daylight hours. Uh, but here's, here's a tape of Kimberly saying shit on the Stephanie Miller show this morning. This is the first occasion where they had to dump her. Yeah, I just, no, I love how like, just on Twitter yesterday, you were like, just don't be a pervert at work. Just, it's not that hard. <laughs> no shit. Oh, I mean, we're still, oh yeah. you can't say that. You can't say that. Oh, this is your first time that you've only done the happy hour before, little potty right. mouth. 
Uh-oh. This I, is I cannot be a potty mouth. You're, so, you're on the, yes, you're on the mother you're on the mothership now. The you mothership. Have to okay, I have to be good. Uh, sorry about that. So there's uh, Kimberly <laughs> saying shit on the on the radio, on broadcast radio. Yeah, um if you listen carefully, I don't think you can actually hear the audio, but I was listening to it. Uh, I was watching on Free Speech TV, and when that actually happened, because on Free Speech TV, you hear all the obscenities. They don't dump Free Speech TV. And as soon as she said shit, <laughs> I go, oh, in the background. <laughs> Here's, and then like three minutes later, as if that wasn't bad enough, she's just... <laughs> said one of the seven deadly words on broadcast radio going out to all the network affiliates. And then like three minutes later, she goes and says bullshit. But yeah, it's a total double standard. Yeah. It's bullshit. Oh, and then we get you did it again. Oh, again. You did it again. Again. <laughs> I have to stop. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll stop. I promise. The last, the last person so double fired. like that was Sean Patrick Maloney. So you are in good company with the Congress. Okay, well, I promise. Yeah. I promise. And he's oh, that's right. Sean Patrick Maloney, <laughs> member of Congress. Yes, said I do remember that. Yeah. Twice. And I, yeah, I remember watching that episode. I remember seeing that live <laughs> and hearing it <laughs> and going, wow, they're going to have to dump that. But the, one of the funnest things is getting the whole reaction afterwards yes. see that's what makes it fun it's all at the same time it's like oh my god you made a no-no you made a boo-boo on the radio <laughs> but really from a broadcaster point of view you're like oh yes this is great people love it when this happens when people <laughs> swear on the radio it's great for ratings and so uh i guess this continues we have to hear chris lavoy's ultimate assessment of uh <laughs> of the obscenities here at the end of this tape he has to deal with a lot of bolt every day so in his defense <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, I'm so bad. <laughs> wow. wow, three strikes and you're out, Missy. All right. I know, I know. It might I'll be a good, good time to swear. note that her podcast is, is uncensored. Yes, yes. It's you know well, it's I, like it's like Dino Badala or John coming on because they're on Sirius and they can swear. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? When I go on John's show on Sirius XM and I say bullshit, I kind of say it under my breath still because I'm, because <laughs> right. th- my instinct is to not say it. You know, even right. on this show, my instinct is to not swear. <laughs> of course, that doesn't stop me. But when I do, I feel a little oogie. I feel a little dirty after I say fuck or shit or mother, especially if I go all the way to motherfucker. Then I'm like, right. ah. I'm like looking over my shoulder. Is Agit Pai going to come and get me? Oh, yeah. Agit Pai is not on the FCC <laughs> <Yay>. anymore. <laughs> Thank God. Now, I mean, I only swear on yours and Kimberly's show on mine. I re- I've done it once and then I bleep it. Like, oh, if yeah, I yeah. swear. I did actually I did get one show out where I was just in, I was fit to be tied for some reason mm-hmm. and probably Maggie Haberman's fault or something like that. And, um, <laughs> and so I just let it go and I finally put an explicit thing. Yeah. That was the first time I bleep anybody that, that swears on my show because I'm like, we would like to have a radio show. That's right. When people mention Maggie Haberman, you normally just go Exactly. <laughs> that was literally when someone mentioned Maggie Haberman. It was because it was something that she wrote and it just pissed me off. Big mouthful of tab. <laughs> yes, I did. So uh Lauren Bobert is a big goddamn dummy. Oh, this was a a fun clip of audio. It's why I played the Miss South Carolina thing at the top of the show, because it's about that quality. It kind of sounds a little like this. You you could do 
you you want. So keep that in mind as you listen to this clip of uh, Member of Congress Lauren Boebert trying to communicate something about the Equality Act. We can't say the same for the so-called Equality Act, which we all know uh, that that's just the Democrats uh, using a play on words. There's nothing about equality in that act. If anything, um, it's it's the um, it's it's supremacy. You what? You, could, you do. You you want. And the U.S. Americans yeah, will yeah. not understand it. Some Americans don't have maps, so yeah, I know that was my favorite part of that answer. I forgot how funny that was. At poor, it's like the singer at the fucking CPAC. It's like who told these people? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my God, that's how did I forget to play the performance of the national anthem from CPAC on the show. That was horrendous. If you oh my God, find my, that video. I, it was just, it was like the, the comments were great. Once one person literally wrote, Colin Kaepernick got off his knee to walk out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was, and somebody said it was the, C, the key of Q. And right. yes, I don't I don't know who told her she could sing. Yeah. <laughs> but they are not nice people. So did we hear Lauren Boebert say uh, trans vex heights? Yes. Okay, that was. I don't know what a transvexite is, but good for her. <laughs> yeah, here's more of Lauren Boebert. Quality in that act, if anything, um, it's it's the um, it's supremacy of of gays and and lesbians and what? and <laughs> it's the supremacy of gays and Since lesbians. When do they have supremacy over anybody? That's right. This whole victimhood bit from white. <laughs> Christian Republicans is staggering. Yes, yes, 3% or whatever it is, the population of LGBTQ in this country totally got their boot on your neck, don't they, Lauren yeah. Boebert? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, my grandniece, boy, you got to watch out for her. You right. know, it's like, Jesus. This, I mean, she was literally millimeters away from saying the gay agenda, you know? <laughs> God damn it, these people. Yeah, I mean, heaven forbid that people be allowed to vote or not discriminated against because of their sexual orientation or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is horrible. And so she's turning this around to seem as if this is not about equality at all because, after all, if you're a Christian conservative in this country, you're not going to be able to gay bash people anymore. So that's going to be a strike against your freedom. That's the that's the entire rationale, isn't it? it yeah, it's it, yes, and it's also like everybody mad at Dr. Seuss, oh, the yeah. family of Dr. Seuss, saying yeah. we're not going to continue publishing certain books that weren't even that famous to begin with. Um, and everybody's like, "Ooh, cancel culture!" No, the publishers that own the rights to these stories mm-hmm. has decided to no longer print new versions. The ver- old versions are out there somewhere in a library or in a bookstore. Yeah, they're just going to stop printing new books of those titles. That's all they're doing, and it's their prerogative tonight. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if I decided I'm going to stop doing my show, that's my decision. Exactly. Or if I decided to go back to my old podcasts and take out episodes that I thought didn't didn't age well or something like that. If I were to go through and curate my archive, that's that's nothing but me curating my fucking archive. Glenn Beck was referring to it as fascism. The fact that that Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the people who run the Dr. Seuss estate now, said, you know what, these six books that no one really even reads anyway, because I'd never heard of any of these six books. I hadn't either at all. 
all. Cat in the Hat, I guess, still has some issues with it, but it's like it's selling. People like it. Whatever. Yeah, they're not, and they're not eliminating that one from their publication roster or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, it makes them money. <laughs> exactly. Even though Don Jr. was really upset about the non-cancellation cancellation of Cat in the Hat. Um, he was on Fox News Channel the other day just talking about how it's horrible that they're canceling Cat in the Hat and Mr. Potato Head. These are the issues that the Red Hat Republicans are really seriously focused on. The fact well, that the Dr. Seuss estate is like, nah, maybe not these books anymore. It's like, oh my God, the sky is falling. Heaven help us from this catastrophe. No, that's not the way it works. Well, huh? Did you see Charlotte Clymer's, um, uh uh, David Brody tweeted, uh, there are only two genders, male and female, that's it. If you have an issue, crack up in a Bible, it's right there in black and white, and then hashtag Mr. Potato Head. And then she writes back, David, serious question, how do we know that the potato toy is male? And Brody answers back, serious answer, because Hasbro advertised the toy as male and he has a mustache. So Clymer responds back, she says, so let me get this straight, because the potato toy represents and identifies as male, you respect his decision and need no supposed scientific validation? <laughs> Bingo! Yeah, Thank that's you. a good one. Matt Gertz calculated 139 mentions of the word Seuss on Fox News Channel oh, between Lord. 4 a.m. on Tuesday and midnight on Tuesday. The author's oh purported cancellation was mentioned on all but three hours of the network's programming during that uh, period of time. Uh, nearly 24 hours. What, 20 hours? <clears throat> Man, because like when I was editing my mom's first five years of her show, yeah. <clears throat> there were some sketches that I was like, Mom... This is what was said in the sketch. This is what happened in the sketch. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a good idea for me to include this yeah. in the edit. So she said, oh, God, no, don't. So it was her decision on her show to say not air certain sketches yep. because of the climate that it is now. The sketches were funny at the time, but they were still, If you, we should have been cringing then. We just mm -hmm. weren't. You know who made a good point about this? Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton yeah. tweeted, you know, the people <laughs> whining most about cancel culture are the people who are responsible for freedom fries. And yeah. Dixie Chicks being and canceled. That's exactly fucking right. And Bill Maher being canceled. Mm -hmm. I mean, say what you will about Bill Maher these days. But but you are absolutely right. Yeah, he had Dinesh D'Souza on his show. And Dinesh D'Souza mm -hmm. said, well, you know what? I mean, we're lobbing missiles at Al-Qaeda from hundreds of miles away. And, uh, you know, it seems like the terrorists are a little more brave than that, where they're walking right up with uh, suitcase bombs and, and uh, doing suicide bombings and so on like that, car bombs. And Bill Maher simply went, yeah, I agree with with you and that got him mm -hmm. fired that got bill maher it fired did. he was merely agreeing with dinesh douchebag about something right. regarding the war on terror and so that was bill maher got canceled uh donald trump was canceling all kinds of people during his cpac oh, speech yeah. on sunday he just did, went through an entire list of republicans who he thinks should be canceled right in the middle of matt schlapp's no cancel culture event that was the well, entire cancel thing. is a nice word to say i think he's putting bullseyes on their backs personally, exactly which is a lot right. harsher than just being canceled or voted out of office i think he's he's pu he's putting hits on them yeah mild hits oh yeah that was absolutely donald trump saying these are your targets uh you mm -hmm. know the, make sure to uh put these guys on your list there was a thing that 
I was uh, working on with a, a former animation colleague of mine, and we were going to be putting together a uh, basically an awards website where we were going to recognize all the heroes of the Trump years in different categories, media, politics, uh, music, et cetera, like that, and just list all the people who took brave postures, brave stands against Donald Trump during the past four years mm-hmm. and stood out uh, among the crowd. As we started working through the list and as we started putting the project together, because it was going to be a pretty big deal. We we're going to send out uh, uh, press releases and things like that and, right. and get on TV and, and make sure that there was real circulation. So that especially the people who were honored on those lists uh, right. would know about it and feel good about it and so on. It was a way to recognize these people. And so as we're putting the final touches on the names for the list before we were going to hand it out to, uh, you know, a panel of judges who were going to narrow the list down, call the list down to like the top 10 for each category. Mm -hmm. Before we ended up doing that, it it occurred to me, and this is before January 6th. I'm so glad I at least had a little bit of foresight on this one. I said to my colleague, I said, you know, this is going to be seen as a target list. If you're a member of the Oath Keepers or Proud Boys or any number of these radical red hat extremist militia groups, terrorist groups, they're going to use our awards lists, our awards website as a target list. But I said that to my colleague and we were like, yeah, maybe we don't do this. Maybe we don't put together this list. And of course, four or five days later, boom, the insurrection happens at the Capitol. And I felt obviously, you know, when it comes to that event, it was a horrible, horrible event. But at the same time, I I felt confident in my decision to say, look, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we shouldn't call it, make make a a checklist for all of the far right extremists in this country. That's my (laughs) might not be a good idea. You know, my guess was uh, that the people who were on the list would appreciate not being named like that. Yeah, I agree. It's it's like I don't have a problem being on that list. So I appreciate, you know, just being nominated. But um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, they wouldn't know me if like it's it's certain people like when the insurgents happened. Mitch McConnell, not Mitch McConnell, but Mitt Romney is recognizable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But most other senators aren't mm-hmm. that they would have targeted because he ran for president, you know, yeah. so people are going to know what he looks like. They're going to know what certain people look like out of their just being famous, mm-hmm. whereas the average senator, you're not, Ben Sass could be in my room right now and I'd be like, hello, what's your name? You know, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> right, right. You know, I know the name, but I don't know what he looks like. And and Mm. then when I see a picture of some of these people, I'm like, that's what that guy looks like. Um, (laughs) Like Tom Cotton is young. I thought he was ancient. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah, you can uh, recognize Tom Cotton from a mile away. That guy's got a neck longer than a giraffe. I mean, it's... (laughs) That and the fascism. You know, you can see that yeah, coming that from a mile fascism. away, that too. Of, that in the hood, but... Um, <laughs> right. But, I mean, you know, most most people, like, had they gotten into the, the floor of the of the house, yeah. they would only know what Nancy Pelosi looks like. Exactly. Serious. And maybe Adam Schiff and maybe Ted Lieu. Yeah. But, you know, in general, they don't know what the average Democratic House member looks like. And so, and nor do they know what the average Republican House member looks like, other than white. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, would, uh, they could have hurt Republicans without meaning to, as much as they could have hurt Democrats with wanting to. Oh, yeah. So it's like putting putting people's names out there. Yeah, can put like what Donald Trump did the other day. I mean, 
I would I hope that all of those people, the senators and the, the House members that voted to impeach and convict have extra security. Yeah, especially today. There's supposed to be today is supposed especially to be the, today. Uh, the uh, inauguration of Donald Trump is supposed to occur today, according to QAnon adherents and the rest of these uh, violent militia extremists right. and so on. And uh, we've got some news about that. Uh, lots of insurrection news today. Uh, a tape from Alex Jones, who allegedly is sick of Donald Trump. We're going to play that here in just a second. Uh, it's just a bunch of whiny insurrectionists, whiny people who are really upset that they got caught and they're now being treated, uh, you know, within the justice system, and they're really, really upset about that. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. But if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, consider our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp seeks to provide professional help with ease. It's not a crisis line. This is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. Start communicating in under 48 hours, connecting in a safe, private online environment. Environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever works for you. Anything you share is confidential. And if you want to try a new therapist, it's simple and free to switch. Start living a happier life today. You're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Go to betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P.com slash sexy liberal and receive 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. My life is like a fantasy. How did I get so lucky? I count my blessings every day. Living like I'm a princess in my little Miss Beauty pageant dress. Things are coming to me and I feel blessed. Feels like magic in the air. Wow, this is so cool. This is a uh, recording artist, Trissette. He's also a session musician, a backup musician, a backup singer for lots of great recording artists, including Bob Malone, nice. who we played last week. Remember, uh, Good People from last week, last Thursday, uh, we played that song, and Trissette actually is part of Bob Malone's group. And on top of that, also sings with uh, John Fogarty, which is pretty fucking cool. The song is called Feels Like Magic from her album called, I, I think it's called TRX Plus J. It's uh, an interesting uh, album nice. title. Trisette.com. That's T-R-Y-S-E-T-T-E.com. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Oh, my God. Also, uh, bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to the show. I know we have at least one other musician connected to Bob Malone who we're going to be debuting on the show. Plus, uh, coming up later on the show, we've got a brand new single from Jesse Terry, one of our favorites here on the uh, on the program, certainly on the countdown, too. Okay. Getting back into things here on our Thursday show with Jody on the show. Um, the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI warned of a possible plot by militia groups to breach the U.S. Capitol and remove Democratic lawnmakers on or about today, March 4. 
The bulletin titled National Capital Region Remains Attractive Target for Domestic Violent Extremists warned that domestic violent extremists or militia violent extremists were emboldened by the January 6th attack on the Capitol and may exploit public gatherings either formally organized or spontaneous to engage in violence. The threat appears to be connected to a QAnon conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. that Trump will return to power today. Mm-hmm. Because uh, March 4 was the original presidential inauguration day in 1933, right. uh, after which it was moved to uh, January, January 20th. 20th, right? Right. Yeah. FDR was the last president inaugurated on March 4th, and so, the first one inaugurated on January 20th. <laughs> They're saying Trump is like this 18th president or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> because they believe that because the, the law changed from March 4th, in 1933 to January 20th for the 1936 election or the 37 inauguration um, that every president since then is illegitimate. Oh, right. So whatever, whatever FDR was in 33, he would have been the last legitimately inaugurated president, but just in 1933, not in 37, not in 41. They're putting all their energy behind this gibberish that some prankster out there. It's like Johnny Knoxville is out there Mm -hmm. disguised as Q Whoever this Q character is. It's like John DeLancey. It's Ashton Kutcher. It's Ashton Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher, That's exactly right. I was going to say it's John DeLancey from Star Mm -hmm. Trek The Next Generation who actually played a character called Q. Just fucking with people. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be just someone fucking with people. But I don't understand how you get to the point of that level of legitimacy. I mean, what has this Q person presented to... I guess he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need anything by way of evidence or proof that he is who he is. From what I understand, the QAnon, whoever runs the websites or whatever i don't i don't go into that because i that's just nuts it's just creepy, i like crazy right? but i don't like that kind of crazy um <laughs> right, right uh apparently they've been telling people don't go to dc yeah because it's a trap um by <laughs> themselves i don't understand how it's a trap if you don't go you don't worry about it if you do go yeah you're probably going to be arrested if you try something illegal yeah um, exactly especially today but i think as far as people because I know some people, in fact, somebody that I know literally, <laughs> he's been subscribing to my show for years. <laughs> and he commented, he didn't just send an email, he commented, so I posted it. I really love you, Jody, but you're so one sided. I'm like, since when have you not noticed that? <laughs> Why are you I, suddenly I'm, such a partisan, Jody Hamilton? <laughs> how dare I say my views as I've been saying for almost 12 years now on my podcast? <laughs> oh, my um, God. And so it's like, and he goes, I just can't listen to you anymore because he's fallen into the Q bullshit. And they start with something simple and easy to understand. And then you get into these rabbit holes like a cult will do, like Nexium did to the people that joined Nexium. It was supposed to just be a self-help thing or an mm-hmm. acting class or whatever. And then you get sucked in to this cult-like thing. And then the people that start it get even bigger in there, like there was somebody that helped get my sister Carrie sober when she was 17, hmm. um, excuse me, at 15, and um, he became very cult like, yeah, uh, to the point where when my brother, because my brother was married to somebody that was who got sober at 14, mm-hmm. and um, she, he literally, my brother was ill, he had hepatitis. He needed medications. He needed pain medication because that's a very painful disease. And basically, Bob said, no, don't take any pain medication because you're a drug addict. Jeffrey had been sober at that point for 10 years. Oh, my God. And, and, so fi- and it was like, no, no, no. You, you do whatever you need to do. And, mm. and 
I mean, it was just terrible what he did to a lot of people. Yeah. And I actually was interviewed. Somebody's doing a book on him recently and was interviewed by them. And I said, Bob's very charismatic. Mm. And that's what starts it. And he was doing good for a long time. And yeah. then he wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, it occurred to me, too, Jody, that we live in a nation that is extremely religious and mm-hmm. has always been and I'm not just talking about rank and file Christianity I'm not just talking about you know the people who go to church on Sunday but don't really deal with it a whole lot after that right. after they leave church it's not like it's not like the central thing in their life but right. there are millions of people in this country who it is the central thing in their life. Their religion yeah. is their identity. And you get into these weird cult-like sects of, uh, of mm-hmm. Christianity, like Quiverful, for example, which is the- What's the, that? That's the Duggar religion. Remember the Duggars? Like, oh, I do. A Thousand Kids and Counting, that reality show? Well, you know, the word Quiverful makes sense. She had how many children? So she was quivering a lot, <laughs> probably, a at some point. Yeah, exactly. Or she had a quiver full of children. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a dad joke in. Yeah, you know, that might actually be the origin of the name. I'm not sure. Could be. <laughs> may have just stumbled onto it. That's how stupid it is. It's right, right. at the level of a dad joke that I would tell on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, lots of crazy shit like that. So when you think about it from that perspective, it makes perfect sense that people would get fished into QAnon. If they're willing mm-hmm. to believe some of the batshit crap that the, you get with like quiverful dogma, Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to buy whatever else as long as it's packaged in that charismatic way, as you were saying. And it has know. to be charismatic. Or yeah. it's like my my grandmother, my mom's mom, used to say nobody would have followed Jesus if he didn't have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Because um, why would you? Right. You're changing a complete ideology. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. like that's tough to do. Yeah. Um, the the thing with like the Q people, they literally believe people like you and I eat babies, drain their blood, put their faces on our faces for facials, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what that's for. Is it just, does babies' faces on my face, which is tinier, does it help with my my onset acne or my wrinkles? I mean, how is this? I need to be explained. <laughs> yeah, on, on Friday's show, on Friday's after party, Kimberly said the toes are the best part. That's the part. Oh, that those, she those yes, yeah, those are yummy because well, they're a little crunchy. You can dip them. Oh my god, it's like just biting. They're into good an like olive. a nuggets. Well, it's like with nuggets. You know, you have a nice barbecue sauce to dip them in. Oh my God! Yeah, see now we're confirming. Now that all the Q people are listening to the show, going, "See, <laughs> see, I told you." I do like them with a nice Chianti. It's yeah. just, yes, of course. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on! It's like it's like we're all Hannibal Lecter, or it's come on, guys! How stupid! Yeah. There was no basement at that pizza parlor. People at least learn that exactly. And you know, it's no surprise too. You have lots of uh, far right pundits in this country. A lot of bu- bunch of fucking fakers who have taken on yeah. kind of the vibe of an evangelist, of a like a televangelist mm-hmm. or a faith healer or something like that. They've taken on Glenn Beck is one oh yeah incredible example of a guy who has co opted that style that televangelist style and adapted Mm -hmm. it for american politics where there's a level of religion about it there's a level Mm -hmm. of fire and brimstone to it where they're really making up an appeal to your own 
existence as part, you mm-hmm. know, this, if, if Democrats continue to run this country, it's your existence on the line. Mm-hmm. And they really put that fear of God into their listeners. And another one, uh, quite honestly, is Alex Jones. Alex Jones has mm-hmm. been able to Pied Piper for himself an entire massive following of people who, you know, some of which I would say a very small percentage of which listen to his show because it is so fucking nuts. They listen to it for the entertainment, almost like watching professional wrestling, but that most of his audience believes every fucking word. Dan Badandi is a great example of someone who just mm-hmm. got fished in, believes every word, idolizes Alex Jones. Well, now we find this uh, Alex Jones uh, open mic tape, allegedly, I still think this is kind of bullshit, to be totally honest with you. Do you think that he set everybody up to think he said that? I think he did. I think he's trying to get, wiggle out of legal accountability in some way. No, that's, yeah, that's entirely possible, yeah. But this is Alex Jones talking about how he's sick of Donald Trump, and it's... Somber, so somber. It's so incredibly somber and out of character for him. So I've got some appropriate music to go along with it. You'll have to indulge me on this here. Rolling part of me, the <laughs> selfish part, wishes I never met Donald Trump, wishes that I never met Roger Stone, because unlike previous things I'd done that were game changing, those were just time space continuum reflections. What? Wait. Of the third. Wait, wait, where do the time-space continuum reflections, what what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Can someone please explain to me what is a time-space continuum reflect? I understand what the time-space continuum is. <laughs> but what does it reflect? I don't understand any of this. But I, I'm sick and tired of Donald Trump. Sick and tired of... <laughs> and Roger Stone. <laughs> There's something very wrong with him. Let's continue here. Big change yes. I was going to be involved in. And that was bringing... Donald John Trump into Austin. So I'm going to say that again. I said Austin into office. <laughs> this is, you guys are actually. Yeah, he went to say, I, I brought I brought Donald Trump into awesome, yeah. is what he said. And he said, oh, wait, wait a minute. I didn't mean to say awesome. I meant to say office. Got to back up and do the, that one over again. <laughs> he seems so tired and sleepy. In the, in the video, because there's video that goes along with it. He's got a giant, like a, a giant can of energy drink there. I'm going to say it again in a minute. Let's drink some of this Hermione after I've said it. It's, 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 it's the truth, and I'm just going to say it, that I wish I never would have fucking met Trump. I wish it never would have happened. And it's not that the attacks that I've been through. It's I'm so sick of fucking Donald Trump, man. God, I'm fucking sick of him. <laughs> and I'm not doing this because it's like I'm kissing his fucking ass. You know, it's just like I'm sick of it. Okay, he's uh, he's sick of Donald Trump. I like the 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 music accompaniment. Yes, that's right. Look that's... away, look away, look away, Dixie Land. It's sad, Dixie. It's yeah. sad, Dixie. Now I gotta tell you, I uh, finally reached the conclusion that uh, <laughs> through lots of thought and self-reflection, I have determined. Donald Trump is full of shit, and uh, I've determined that you can't shit a shitter on the shitter, on the golden shitter. You never shit a shitter on the golden shitter. Well, yeah. Fuck him, and uh, 
fuck Donald Trump and make sure this goes out on the internet because uh, got to distance myself from Donald Trump so I don't go to jail. All right. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Oh, fuck him. So uh, speaking of people who we should say fuck him about, uh, Ronnie Jackson is just as scummy as I thought. Um, Dr. Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. Ronnie is now in big trouble for all kinds of shit while he was uh, working as the White House physician. This is just someone who is out of control and quite honestly susceptible to blackmail. Kind of goes a long way to explaining why Ronnie Jackson so willingly lied for Donald Trump. We're going to talk about that and uh, more in just a second, more insurrectionist stuff too. But first, we are so grateful that vaccinations for COVID-19 are underway. While we're nearing the finish line for this brutal pandemic, getting there means staying safe, doing the right thing. For the foreseeable future, only respirator face masks provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirators means we're flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing. Well, right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized N95 respirators Mass with anti-fraud labeling on every single package that can be verified right on the manufacturer's website. They're tested in the United States by the NPPTL and provide the most significant level of protection. These respirator masks are in stock right now in the U.S. and ship immediately for free. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized N95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's thenewdealshop.com. Thenewdealshop.com. Thank you. Bob Seska. Jesse Terry. Song called When We Wander. Brand new single out now. JesseTerryMusic.com to support Jesse Terry. Download his latest track. I love this song. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit. Thank you for doing that. Okay, let's get back to uh, Ronnie Jackson here. (laughs) Ronnie, sweaty, sweaty, nervous Ronnie Jackson who uh, flagrantly lied about the president's health condition. Uh, but before we talk about that, before we talk about why Ronnie Jackson is in trouble, we got to play this. It's Rocky Mountain Mike. He's Trump's friend until the end, Dr. Ronnie. Takes that drink, it kind of helps him think, Dr. Ronnie. <laughs> Dr. Ronnie. He's a man. Trump likes to say he's gonna privatize the VA. Watch him crash and burn, Dr. Ronnie. Well, 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 Trump's feeling fine. He 
six three ways to thirty nine. Doctor Ronnie. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Oh, shit. That's great. Um, yeah. So Ronnie Jackson, uh, well, the inspector general of the Defense Department, issued a scathing review of Ronnie Jackson during his time serving as the top White House physician, concluding that he made, quote, sexual and denigrating comments about a female subordinate, violated the policy for drinking alcohol while on a presidential trip and took prescription strength sleeping medication that prompted concerns from his colleagues about his ability to provide proper care. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a problem, don't you think? Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, and uh, the part about the drinking, not surprising at all. If you remember Ronnie Jackson, right after Donald Trump said that God bless the United States thing, mm-hmm. uh, that Jerusalem speech that quite clearly... The president had some sort of stroke or something happened to his mouth. It wasn't what Ronnie Jackson said during this press conference where he was looking all pale and sweaty and fidgety. But Ronnie Jackson said, oh, yes, because we dried up his secretions. We dried, we dried up too many of his secretions. That's what Ronnie Jackson's excuse was. Yeah, because they gave him Sudafed. That was the excuse. We gave the president Sudafed because, you know, we've all taken Sudafed at some point and it absolutely... Mm-hmm. <laughs> makes us unable to speak. That's yeah. what, that's what happened to Donald Trump. I mean, it was, I have to say, it was all at once f- funny and a little bit scary what was happening to him in that speech. Jesus. Uh, but Ronnie Jackson, of course, lied to him. And then we heard reports when he was up for uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs, John Tester, Senator Tester, put together a, uh, a dossier Uh, based on allegations about Ronnie Jackson. And one of the allegations was that Ronnie Jackson goes around the White House handing out, you know, prescription meds like Skittles, just like giving out things like ProVigil, cognitive enhancers to people. If they just, you know, I'm feeling sleepy this morning. You got anything, uh, Dr. Feelgood? And Dr. Ronnie goes, oh, yes, here you go. Here's some cognitive enhancers. Here's some basically uh, what amounts to Adderall, something similar. I I think it was called ProVigil was the name of the drug. Yeah. And uh, so Ronnie Jackson was handing that out all over the place and uh, just as utterly scummy as I thought all along. And oh, good news, by the way, he's a member of Congress now. Yeah. So what do we do about that? Um, It's just these guys end up failing upward, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just don't. It's like A and R guys in the music industry. Oh, exactly. They just fail up. Yeah, network executives too. I've mm, seen so many network executives that are terrible, and they end up getting promoted. But we have more whiny insurrectionists. The uh, the shaman was uh, on. A, uh, did an interview. I think what was it with sixty minutes or something like that. That weird mm-hmm. fucker and his mom. Uh, were on TV. And, right. And their excuse now, Jody, is that. Oh, well, he just walked in. He was waved into the building, oh, the Capitol please. building. So the police just let him in. So he just thought he belonged there. Uh-huh. So this is the uh-huh. this is the Blue Lives Matter people going, oh, uh, yeah, you know what? It's the cops' fault. Right. They're blaming D.C. Capitol Police. They're saying, look, it was the Capitol Police. They just fucking let us in the building, and that's, that's why we were there. I mean, we didn't, you know. It's like, who do you believe, uh, me or your lying eyes? There's video. Of these people storming their way into it, forcing their way through windows, through doors, pushing past security, crushing people, including uh, Capitol Police officers. This was not a cakewalk. This is not a deal where they were just like welcomed like they were tourists. 
Although there, once they were in the Senate chamber, I do know that there was a, a Capitol Police officer who was like, oh, no, don't go up there. Don't sit in that chair. Don't, uh, no, right. maybe don't go over there either. And he, so he was like directing them not to touch certain things, but not telling them to get out of the fucking Senate chamber. Right. So to that, in that respect, uh, the, he, he's kind of right. There, wa- <laughs> there was weird cooperation from the Capitol Police. Uh, but by the way, my voice after doing Alex Jones, my voice is going. It sounds like <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not a good sound. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I have a. You head need a navage. You need a navage to just clean all that stuff up. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Doing Alex Jones makes me feel like I have a head cold, or the mm-hmm. flu is is mm-hmm. a better way to put it. I have to channel that awful demonic energy. Uh, meanwhile, Chris Ray testified that, uh, quote, the attack, the siege was criminal behavior, plain and simple, and it's behavior that we, the FBI, view as domestic terrorism. So that's yep. fucking great, too. Oh, and by the way, that guy who was sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk, these whiny diaper babies, I, you know, I guess we could bring out the, uh, the Alex Jones, I'm sick of Trump music to, to talk about this guy, too. <laughs> so sad. The guy who sat at Nancy Pelosi's desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the judge told him that he has to uh, stay in jail. Yeah. And the guy was like, it's not fair. He's, I've been Aww. locked up for a whole month. Not, not fair to me. Why are you so Poor unfair? baby. Just like Donald Trump. Just mm-hmm. like Donald Trump. You face accountability, suddenly, oh, the world is against you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're facing the music for shit that you did. Awful, awful shit. Unprecedented shit. Mm-hmm. And your response is to whine as if it's suddenly not fair. Take responsibility well, it's not for fair. Bob, action. he's a white man. He's a white <laughs> cis man. It's not fair. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Thank you. That's absolutely what's going on here. They feel like mm-hmm. they've got the privilege that to be able mm-hmm. to do whatever the fuck they want. It's like uh, Andrew Cuomo felt like, oh, well, I'm the governor. I can... You know, I can grab Be this woman really by the... Really creepy and weird, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pinpointing this down to white men, I think, is very, very accurate. Feeling like, oh, we can do anything. We're white guys. We take no crap. Uh, so. I mean, that's why they stormed. And what is funny is because they all thought they got away with it, quote. Yeah. And, sorry, the FBI keeps posting pictures of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're going to get discovered because you were stupid enough to be there, A, and secondly, to take pictures, and thirdly, to bitch and moan that, how dare Antifa get the credit? Yeah, Jesus They're bitching about that. That's what's hilarious with Ron Johnson, noted stereo salesman from Ridgemont (laughs) Mall, um, says that, that, oh, you know, (laughs) it's Antifa, and it's like... No, Auntie Fa, she didn't do it. Um, <laughs> and the people that were there, there's reporting on it. That the people that were there are like, no, it wasn't Antifa. We're Trump supporters. Yeah, yeah. But you just watch. The Republican Party will take the Antifa accusation and they'll run with it as if it's real, uh, just like they do with every other bit of fiction that crosses their desks. Oh, my God, Acorn did what? Let's ban them. Well, no, that was fake. <laughs> Uh it happens so often they they're making uh, laws based on donald trump's uh election conspiracy theories now in Mm -hmm. states like georgia they said well we gotta restrict mail-in voting and so on why well because all of the fraud that took place that didn't actually take place right so more legislation based on absolute fiction because don jr loves him he don jr said he could recite the cat in the hat by memory yeah well, I think Mike Myers should 
test him. Like Mike Myers as the cat in the hat tests Don (laughs) Jr. Yeah, good idea. Can you really do it, you know? Yeah, right, right. Okay, well, the uh, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is now heavy. One more podcast, uh, Kimberly Johnson's Start Me Up podcast, uh, drops multiple times a week. So check your local listings. Also, patreon.com slash startmeup. And uh, as I said, sexyliberal.com, your podcasting superstation. That's all you need right there. That list of podcasts, that should suffice for all of your listening needs. You don't need any (laughs) other podcast. Don't go to iTunes or uh, Stitcher or Spotify or any of that crap. Sexyliberal.com is your one-stop shop for everything that's happening in the world of uh, political podcasting and so much more. Um, Okay, and and Jody Hamilton, of course, can be found there as well as from-the-bunker.com. Thank you today for uh, for joining me, uh, Jody. And uh, it's a shame we didn't have uh, T Rex, but I'm sure he'll be yeah. back next week. And we uh, extend our hugs condolences to him. To yeah. him. Hugs. him and Ben both. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's such a shame. Yep, it's uh, never fun. I remember when uh, we put uh, Miranda down last year, and mm-hmm. I, I was <laughs> I was inconsolable. I just I soaked right on through my uh, my mask as we had the vet here uh, doing that awful awful thing, and so it's never fun. But uh, no. Anyway, so you can find uh, David's podcast by the way at Patreon.com/slash The T Rex Report. Also AstralSummer.BandCamp.com for his music too. Go and support David today. Why don't you? He's going through a hard time, and uh, we thank you for that in advance. Uh, so let's see what else. That's it. I think the postmortem show is coming up next. We're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, there's any chance that we wouldn't do it. Of course, we're gonna do it. We do it every time. <laughs> it's happening on my Patreon page, uh, Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show, or quite simply BobSeskaShow.com. You can use either URL to get there, or you can click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. Sign up for five dollars a month, and you get the postmortem show twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. Right as soon as this music is done playing, we keep on talking. We call it the postmortem show. The whole program is an hour and a half long, so you're missing like a whole big chunk of it if you stop listening right now. So what's wrong with you? Get with the program. FOMO. Don't forget FOMO. Okay. <laughs> Take care, folks. We'll see you on the postmortem show and the after party tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.